Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars and more. My name is Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, the ever-elusive Grant. I'm Deanne Moore. The commentator, Andrew. Take us out, Padawan. In our very own Jedi Archive, back after a long hiatus, Dietrich. I'm setting phasers to fun. <laughs> we are unfortunately missing uh, the funny one, Wesley. He has gone south of the border. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into our news. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. So first off, we bring you sad tidings. Mr. Jimmy Buffett has passed away. I know that's not geek news, but it is news. And who doesn't like Jimmy Buffett? I haven't been to Cheeseburger in Paradise in years. Well, they closed it down in Myrtle Beach. That's why I haven't been there in years. <laughs> it's kind of kind of hard to, to go there when they closed it. But yeah, that was the better of the... Uh, of the um, Jimmy Buffett themed restaurants because there was Cheeseburger in Paradise and then there's Margaritaville. And Margaritaville's food is was not near as good as Cheeseburger in Paradise. I'm going to be honest. I thought these were just songs. <laughs> they they were. They were just songs. <laughs> and then he uh, franchised. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> but I am sure um, Jimmy Buffett is having cheeseburger in paradise right now you know why i think that one hit me more than like other celebrity deaths recently is that man is like max level chill at all times and he still died in his 70s so it's like what's what chance do any of us stand even even the chillest among us <laughs> well i mean he was a raging alcoholic uh yeah that's I don't know, true i don't know that for real he <laughs> might just he chill. might just sang about it he, he may have just he he may have just sang about it i don't know was he really an alcoholic who knows the world may never know. I know, man. I'm, I'm pretty chill, man. I'm now. I'm just questioning. He he died of uh, I believe he died of cancer, though. So, in other news, the MCU is rearranging a lot of Phase Five. Um, there's up to seven shows that are being rearranged because of the SAG-AFTRA uh, writers and actor strike. Not a surprise, but it is news. Um, Titles such as Agatha, Darkhold Diaries, Ironheart, uh, Daredevil, Born Again, Echo. Echo's another one that's that's going to be rearranged. And I'm sure the movies as well. I mean, there's some movies that are probably going to be rearranged, like Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars, stuff like that. I wonder if comic books are affected by this, too. Nah, I wouldn't think so. Because comic book writers are... They're from a different... They're not in the... Uh, the writers guild yeah i only ask because i've been <clears throat> for marvel has like an unlimited thing um right i signed up for it just to read all the star wars comics and dude you can fly through them real quick if anybody's out there you yeah. can get a seven day trial or yeah seven day trial you can read a lot in seven days so take a week off work read all the comics <laughs> you heard it here and cancel that subscription <laughs> you gotta remember the you gotta remember to cancel the subscription before it renews after the seven days, though. Or you could just read all the Star Wars comics over a month and just pay like 10 bucks or whatever it is for the month. It's really a solid yeah. deal. If you, if you can't get it done in a week, just, just pay the one month and finish out. Are you challenging me? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. The gauntlet has been thrown. Welcome to the Octagon, son! Dork Wars, the podcast, has... A merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We have Dork Wars the coffee mug, Dork Wars the t-shirt, Dork Wars the hoodie, and we even have Dork Wars the spacesuit that'll allow you to step out on your starfighter and wreak havoc on some starships. Not necessarily true. We don't have the uh, needed materials or scientific knowledge to create those, but that would be really cool. 
But we do have a lot of merchandise for you to sample, look at, buy if you are so inclined. All you got to do is check out our website, dorkwarspodcast.com. There you'll find the links to the merchandise store, to our YouTube channel, and everywhere you can find our show. So we are moving right along tonight. Let's go on and get into our topic for the evening, which is, of course, Ahsoka, Episode 3, Time to Fly. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Before we get into this topic, here is your spoiler warning. Attention. Spoilers. If you have not seen Ahsoka, Episode 3, Time to Fly, pause, Dork Wars the Podcast, I mean, even close the app if you have to, go check out the episode, and come back and listen to what we think. So guys, what, what are our general thoughts about Episode 3? Some, some things that you, that you liked about it. Uh, Grant, let's start with you, bud. Space combat. It, it got some love. I like that. That's pretty much it. That's all you liked about the episode? Oh, it's not all that I liked. I liked some of the lore they did with the uh, with Sabine and the uh, her being able to become a Jedi despite her not having the talent. Um, and it kind of reinforced what I said last week about, you know, not or anyone can, can become a Jedi. It all just depends on, you know, some people have more uh, innate talent than others. And so if you work hard enough, eventually you may be able to become a Jedi. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it answered some questions everybody's been having for a long time. Like, can anybody do it? Are you genetically dispositioned to do it? And the answer is like yes to both. And it's kind of like a combo of everything now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I just, I still don't know how, how much I like it, you know? Mm. I think that it. I think that it kind of ties all the trilogies together because the prequel and the sequel trilogy are all about, um, you know, those with huge latent potential. And yes, that that's also in the in the original trilogy, but we didn't know about, you know, the latent potential. It started off as being anyone can kind of be a Jedi if you put in the work. And then, it, of course, we find out later that Luke is Vader's son, and that's not exactly the approach they take. But when you go through and watch the original from the start, that's kind of what we think. It's a better message overall to say anybody can be a hero. Anybody could do this thing. You don't have to have magic grandparents or a daddy or something like that, you know? Well, you didn't necessarily have to have magic parents or grandparents. The, the force was, a lot of times it was genetic. We see that, but sometimes it wasn't. That's why you have Jedi. Actually, most of the time it couldn't be because once you were a Jedi, you weren't supposed to have attachments or kids or whatever, right? So You weren't allowed to have attachments, and it's been well covered in the High Republic era that you can go around and do whatever you want with somebody. You just can't love them. What a line to give a woman. Just be like, I'm sorry, babe. I'm a Jedi. Uh, I can't stay. <laughs> this is a one-time thing. It's not a retcon, but I feel like it's a, it's a bad explanation. I just don't, I don't know how much I like Sabine being Force-sensitive. Just, that, like, well, Blake, I mean, but... they said from the beginning the living forces and everything, so why couldn't everybody tap into them? She's not really the... Everyone can't... Know. She's not sensitive, though. That's the problem. She's not... No, no, no. They never said everyone's sensitive. They said the forces and everything, every living yeah, person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling, I'm telling Blake. And what my, what my argument is, is like, even though it goes back to the point that anyone can use it, they just have to... Some are... Force sensitive, meaning that they are latently talented without without having to train, and others train for it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't really like it. <laughs> and I, I don't think it's really a retcon either, because you got to think of Ahsoka's point of view. Well, I'm, I'm saying for someone that did. Okay, what I'm saying is that Ahsoka saw the Jedi Order, who was all about you have to be innately talented with the Force in order to become a Jedi. And she saw that fail completely. It failed her specifically, and then it failed as a as a whole. And so her trying a different approach makes complete sense. I guess. You know, Blake the, always says, I guess, like that, whenever I make a good point, he just doesn't want him to admit it. I mean, I mean, you made a point. I just think she's she doesn't really have the Force. Being a Jedi, you kind of have to be gifted with the Force. That's part of it. 
So how do you know she wasn't gifted with the Force, just not as strong as the other? We have seen it. Since since she has been on screen, she has not used the Force. She tried to move a cup. She couldn't move the cup. Uh, But then in episode three, the one we're talking about, she definitely can see without being able to see. So that's a Force ability. No, she's no. got... She's got She's got ears. She can hear. She's a trained warrior. She doesn't have to have her eyes. Okay, so you're saying that there are other trained warriors in Star Wars that can fight with blindfolded. True Imway. True Imway is blind. He beat the crap out of a bunch of stormtroopers. I think the Force was with him. I don't think he necessarily used the Force. Well, Chirrut Imway is a case just like Sabine, where it's going to be somebody who's not that sensitive, but who trains and really works at it and can kind of sort of tap into it when the moment's right. What about that monk from Rogue One? That's Chirrut. That's who we're talking about. That's Chirrut. That's Chirrut Imway. (laughs) He definitely has the Force, though. They literally show him using the Force. I don't understand what you're talking about. He never really uses the Force, though. He just he just listens and lets it guides him at certain moments that are kind of like critical. <sighs> that seems yeah. like a stretch to try to make sure he, that that's not the Force. To me, there's a reason he was a Guardian and not a Jedi. He he didn't know how to use the Force. He couldn't use the Force. He couldn't tap into the Force and say, "Hey, I'm gonna um, move this with my mind or do a Force." a uh, Jedi mind trick or something like he wasn't that he wasn't able to use the force in that way. I mean, the force is the life force that binds the universe. So of course it's in everyone. And like when Han Solo is piloting a ship and doing all this crazy stuff, you know what? That, that might be, we've talked about this before. Yeah. That might be the force guiding him and he's, he might be tapping into it at a certain level. You know, what's funny is we have this conversation a lot in, in, in different ways, but we kind of always revert back to this. And I'm okay with that, but I just don't think you're going to, I don't think Han Solo would ever cut it as a Jedi. I mean, if if you're like, well, let's go fight some Sith, he's going to get cut down pretty easily. But I think that, okay, I think, I think what you're not understanding is that you're saying the opposite of what you're also saying you disagree with. So you can be force sensitive without being able to be a Jedi or use the force or have force push or force pull, or force speed, or whatever force power you can imagine. You could just be kind of force sensitive. In Rogue One, they literally feed that to you, and you're trying to say that, like, oh, it's not the force, he's just super talented. He's blind and super talented, so he's can, he can do that. That's all it is. And it seems to me... Yeah, he trained as a warrior. He uses his ears. You can see. You can see when he's fighting that... He, you can hear the sounds, and he reacts to sounds. Watch that scene back. He reacts right. to sounds. You're correct, but then also they make it very clear that he's drawing the force. It's like a whole scene. It's a whole, like, I, I, I don't understand why you're trying not to avoid it. So there's a, there's a clear difference, though, be, between the way that Chirrut taps into the force, if we're going to call it that, and the way a Jedi can utilize the force to do absolutely unbelievable things exactly because it's on a spectrum just like that girl who used the force to move that bomb or whatever like it's it's uh, what what are you talking about rose and sequel trilogy and sequel trilogy she uses the force and she's not force sensitive and she moves a bomb you mean her her sister or whoever I don't know. She, I don't she doesn't use the force. She, she kicks did not the use the force. She she yeah. She kicked a ladder and it vibrated all of the bombs off of the thing. I don't care for that scene either. But I mean, it's secret, she didn't use so the force. I don't. It's yeah. Yeah, I just I just think, and you know, this is going to be my closing thing. I mean, we can talk about it more. I don't I don't mind. But my closing thing on on the force sensitive thing. To be an effective Jedi, you need to be able to use the force at a greater aptitude. And someone like Sabine or Chirrut. That's what I think. Exactly. Because if you, exactly. if, if, you know, inquis- Inquisitors are coming at them, they're going to get chopped down. Sabine and Chirrut Way are going to die. They're going to be a Jedi for like five minutes and get skewered. Just Sabine got skewered in episode one. So. Yeah. I mean, I can agree with some of that. And that's probably, this is probably my biggest, this is my, my, my biggest drawback on this show. Right now is, is Sabine being force sensitive. I think she's played well. Um, I know I, I gave uh, kind of the acting and the, the 
the relationship between the characters kind of a, a ding last time, but I think they really improved on that in this episode. So I'd agree with that, but I think that's, that was more very intended, I guess. And, and they did it well. I think that there was just less acting in this one. <laughs> I don't know, man, that first, that first 10 to 15 minutes where you have uh, Sabine training and then the uh, meeting with Hera and the new Republic, uh, leadership. Yep, that's all the acting. That was literally all the acting. The rest of the acting was them sitting on a ship, was her flipping on a ship, and then the lady in standing in another ship giving orders. That was But even but even in that limited amount of acting time, I felt that the characters um clicked better. Like I I, I feel like the, the line deliveries were better. They were quicker, they weren't as um they weren't as delayed, like it was felt like more like conversations. In the first two episodes. Yeah, that's intended because now they're a team. She is, for, for better or for worse, whatever y'all think about the situation, uh, she's taken on Sabine as her Padawan again, apparently. Right. So before they were almost adversarial, now they know they're on the same team. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. I, uh, I hope we get some, I hope we get some uh, story on what actually happened between them. Like some concrete, you know, we kind of have some, um, some information. Ahsoka thinks she walked out on Sabine, but I, I want to, I want, I want some flashbacks, some conversation. I'm sure we'll get it. I'm sure we'll get it. So I'm, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with like Ahsoka one day just seeing some darkness, and then like igniting her lightsaber, and then Sabine wakes up and ignites her <laughs> lightsaber, and there's this little like epic showdown, and then they run off. <laughs> Until well, until I'm proven wrong, that's what's going on in my head. But uh, what are what are some of the things that you really liked in this episode, Andrew? Oh, that's such a random, broad question. Um, I mean, I don't know. I thought the whole episode was pretty good. I mean, I didn't I didn't have any complaints at all, to be honest. I don't Ooh. have an issue with. Okay. I don't have an issue with her training as a Jedi. I think it's kind of cool. I think it reinforces other stuff that they've introduced in the past that everybody's kind of force sensitive. I don't think she'll right. be as strong as Anakin, obviously, because Anakin has nah, the Chlorians in his blood. I mean, he's just natural. Same thing with Qui-Gon, same thing with everybody else who was chosen to be a Jedi. I mean, she won't be as strong as them, and I don't think they will try to make her as strong as them, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean she can't hold a lightsaber. Doesn't she, I mean, she no, can't I mean, use I... it or learn to force pull or learn to first force pu- push like any other Jedi. I mean. Diedrich, uh, what what were your favorite parts of this episode? What what is the the big big positives for you? I like the training montage at the beginning, or I guess toward the middle ish after the after the scene where they're talking about possibly going to help, and they're kind of shooting her down. Here I'm talking about that scene, and then after that they do the little, little training montage, and you get to see Hugh Yang. Is that it? That, that the droid's name? Yeah, oh, he's awesome. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You get to see the little lightsaber. He's going through the, I guess, training mm-hmm. combos that they're commonly taught with her. <laughs> right. Left, down, right up. I thought that was really interesting. And then I really loved the scene where Ahsoka is like, okay, now we're going to blindfold her and I'm basically going to beat the crap out of her. Because it reminded me of me training my son. <laughs> I love having the two little lightsabers and just like swag, swag, swag. And every once in a while, I'll let him have a win and then I'll just go ham. Yeah. <laughs> It reminded me of that, so it was kind of unfair, but it was also hilarious as a father. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the training montage as well. Do you think that they're going to bring kind of lightsaber forms back? Because that's that's we focused a lot on those. Um, the prequel trilogy movies did; they didn't really call it out as much, but like in Clone Wars and things like that, you know, you kind of got into the different forms. Um, and of course, they, you know, we we have that information. Uh, from other sources as well. So do you think we're going to get back to like forms one, two, three, one through seven and, and things like that? I think they'll adapt it with, with who Yang there. He's like the knowledge base yeah. for the old Jedi. He'll have all of their old information. So they'll, they won't do exactly how it was an old canon with those forms and their form names, but they'll, they'll do something slightly different. Well, the, the forms are, are canon though. The forms are canon. Oh yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. They I didn't are. realize that. 
And Sabine mm-hmm. was actually already trained in the forms by Kanan and Rebels. Hmm. Yeah, did, did they actually did they actually go through forms? Yes, when, through her dark saber training. What what form did she mainly use? Uh, had she, so had, she the, had she made it that she, far? She hadn't made it that far. They were they're doing going through the training forms that Anakin started during the Clone Wars. And it seems like uh, Hu Yang more than likely like the way the the strike like when you see where she hit where versus where she didn't hit and was supposed to hit. It it probably is relevant to whatever form they were training in. I would assume that that would be cool. I would really like to see some form lore introduced back into Star Wars because sequel trilogy. I didn't feel like we had any. You know, um, they were that. just they were just swinging broadswords. They were just swinging, bro. Yeah, it just came out swinging. Yeah. Uh, of course, in the OT, we you know that all that stuff wasn't fleshed out and brought out, but. I think they did adapt some of those form, like when uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan fight on the Death Star. He's, I think, uh, Obi Wan's probably using Form Three or something, I, or Form Four, something like that. I'd have to go back and, and look at it, but yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see that that kind of lore back. For me, the the good in this episode, I like the scene where we get to see little Jason, little Jason Sandula. He looks way better in live action. He kind of looks like yes, a. Yes, he kinda does. Looks, it kind of looks like a gnome in Rebels, like a little lawn gnome, without a hat. They made him a lot less green. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they kept it in his hair, a little bit. But yeah, he did have that like kind of greenish tone. It was a phase. He's. It was a phase. <laughs> he grew out of it, and of course, he says he wants to be a Jedi, which warms the heart. Of his mother, it seems, because of the late and great Kanan Jarrus. Don't send him to boarding school. <laughs> do not, yeah, do not send him to, <laughs> to Luke's boarding school of death. <laughs> um, but he's he would be older anyways. I don't think he'll train with Luke. I think if he, I think he'll. You know, this is probably a subtle line. Um, kind of like, hey, he's he's probably going to be a Jedi. His dad was a Jedi. We know a lot of times these things. Uh, are passed down the line when they can be. So maybe maybe he'll be an Ahsoka student or a Ezra student. My like guess is that he's going to be a Sabine student. Yeah. Oh, you know what's interesting? Already, like 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 Forrest Gump says. That's all. I, that's all I have to say about that. I already talked about that. <laughs> Do y'all remember the line <laughs> that Hugh Yang says where he goes, "Y'all come from a line of unorthodox Jedi." I thought that was really interesting. Definitely talking about Anakin, Obi Wan, Qui Gon, Yoda, yeah, Dooku, Yoda, yeah. When you think about it, that that line of those are the most influential Jedi of the past hundred years. Yoda, nine hundred years, but we'll start with Dooku. At this point in the in the lore, the last hundred years have really been swayed by that line of Master Padawan, Master Padawan, Master Padawan. The wars were fought over that line. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but it's funny to me how they do have like a cycle. Uh, Yoda, Dooku, and Qui-Gon, right? So you got Yoda, the super studious, super Jedi. And then you have Dooku, um, who's the rebel. He turns to the dark side. And then his, his uh, Padawan was Qui-Gon, who's like really force mystic, doesn't really agree with the, the Jedi order as a whole. And then, it, and then the cycle repeats. Because then you get Obi-Wan, who's really studious, like Yoda. You get Anakin, who's kind of a rebel, falls to the dark side. And then you have Ahsoka, who she ultimately leaves the Jedi Order, doesn't agree with them, and kind of pays her own path. So I, Sabine, it's a cycle, man. Sabine will have to be studious just to do the basic things. Yeah. Yes. She will. She will. So she, she, if, if the pattern continues, she's a Yoda Obi Wan. Jason's turning to the dark side, y'all. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> this has turned really. He wants to bring his father back. That's why he turns to the dark side. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We're writing a story. Uh, let's get the pen and paper. If you're listening, Disney. Um, hey, you know during the he could be Darth Cadus. Jason. Jason could be Darth Cade. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah! I oh, no. oh, set no. it up. And we just, oh gosh, we're just now connecting the dots. Oh gosh, 
this theory time on Dork Wars the podcast. But I really did. I really did like seeing little little Jason Sindula. Um and that that whole scene where she's talking to the New Republic. Obviously, they're idiots. They're dumb. They're all stupid. They they are letting the seeds of the First Order plant themselves, and we knew it was going to happen. I just didn't think they were going to be this dumb this quick. Um, My theory is that one senator is uh, working for the Empire still. Yeah, I was going to say, they've got to no, be part of it. So Only one? He actually... So, the, the you know what? It probably does go that high. But I don't think that senator is the... I cannot think of his name right now. But I think I think he's in the Resistance show as a general. Or I have not watched I've, Resistance. I've read. All I, the I don't way know through. this. I haven't either. I have. I haven't watched Resistance at all. So that's one piece of Star Wars media I've never seen. But I have seen, like online, I've seen. I have seen online that his character is in that show and is a good guy. Supposedly, I think he's a good guy. So I don't think he's working with the First Order Empire. He's not a Imperial loyalist, just based on that. Maybe he is. I don't know. I've never, I've, I don't know what his arc is in that show, so I can't really tell. But you got, you know, I never thought about that. Yes, they, they're imperial loyalists in all levels of this new republic, it seems. And yeah, it's, I'm sure that it goes all the way up to the Senate. Kind of makes it seem like the good guys didn't actually win. That's, and that's, that's what I, that's one thing I do hate about. That, yeah, it's like the OT, like it ends, we killed Darth Vader, we got rid of the Emperor, and it's like, well, you didn't really kill the Emperor, and it's all going to go back to the same way in almost no time. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense, because that's kind of what happens in history, where it's, I mean, it just spreads, like the idea just spreads and turns into some new idea, you know? Yeah, what, what I think is funny, and even, even with like old canon and the EU and stuff, you know, the Republic stood for over a thousand years, you know, there's a thousand years of peace. And then there were like five or six wars that happened in a span of a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> well, screw peace. <laughs> peace is over with. Yeah. When we said we were done with peace, we were done with peace. I mean, would y'all have watched uh, the movie Star Peace? No, I would not have. I would not have. You're right. You are correct. All right, let's let's move on to uh, the the not so good in the episode. What you what you didn't like about it, Grant? I'm I'm coming to you first again, buddy. Row, do you have any critiques on this episode? I mean, it's tough to really say. I I really wish that they would get uh, Hera and Chopper more involved. Um, yeah. I I think that's just where it is where I'm at. Like, I, especially like the Chopper. Like, if you notice in this in this episode, Chopper did show up, but he doesn't move at all. He just kind of sits and everything. It kind of makes me think that they skimped out on his technology compared to other droids that do on live action, which kind of makes me a little sad. But uh, other than that, I mean, it, it was a good episode. I like that we stayed in space and, and didn't force some sort of ground thing um, up yeah. until the end where we see the scans. But yeah, I mean, nothing, uh, nothing else that was really kind of bad in this episode. Well, I'll speak to that. I mean, it might just be because he was in that one scene. You know, wasn't a lot going on. Uh, I hope they haven't skimped out on Chopper, man. Chopper's cool. Yeah, but uh, at, so far in the show, Chopper has not been seen moving around at all. So, yeah. Well, I mean, his top half rotated and stuff in that f- first episode. Well, or yeah, episode, yeah. But I mean, you can go to Galaxy's Edge and get a hundred dollar droid that can do that. Yeah, I mean, true, true, true. <laughs> Andrew, any. Any gripes? Any anything gripes. negative to say? Gripes, gripes. You don't have to gripe. Just negative. No, it don't have to be a big. Yeah, gripe. I wish I wish Sabine was more force sensitive, man. I wish she was force pulling and force pushing and force convincing everybody just so you would get off of it, man. That's uh, no, I'm kidding. I think honestly, in my opinion, <laughs> I think um, my biggest gripe is weird. I thought that the training scene was kind of dumb. In my opinion, um, I didn't like it. I thought that uh, it was weird that Ahsoka could move so fast, and all of a sudden she's here, and then all of a sudden she's there, but she couldn't do that against Maroc. It's weird to me. I did not like that at all. Um, the other gripe is I don't think there was a whole lot of. I mean, 
it was a good episode. We needed it. It wasn't technically a filler episode because we learned some valuable information, but there's I think there could have been more substance. More I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I felt like there was a lot of Yeah. You you took mine. Yeah. It the the plot did the plot didn't move forward very much. Yeah, and it could have moved forward a lot more. There could have been like you said, you mentioned something earlier that made me realize there could have been like some flashbacks to explain some backstory of why they are hating each other. Because I don't know, and I've never seen Rebels or anything like that, so I don't... Well, and but the thing is, Andrew, we've all watched Rebels, and that's not in Rebels. None oh. of that is in Rebels. It's oh. all off screen. Oh, okay. So well, no one knows. Y'all really don't think the plot got developed and, and further? No, I do. Episode? That's what I'm saying. That's why I oh, said okay. I think it's it, an I important think it did, part. But not a not a ton. But I not think that ton. there could have been it... other stuff instead of so much space battle. Like there were literally uh, I say literally, but it just seemed like there was a lot of space chasing and I don't I know. I like the space action. I do. I wish the I wish the episode would have been maybe ten minutes longer. Yeah, see, um, I think it was only like thirty something minutes long. Like it yeah, just felt short. Yeah. But it felt to me, this felt like an animated episode just the way it was kind of paced oh, and the yeah. way that it oh and the way you know she, it, she it got felt out there and fought on the spaceship i was yeah that's definitely animated um yeah. i I'm, i've seen so many people gripe about that really and i'm yeah i've seen it all over and people are like oh she can't do that in space this 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 is dumb why would they fight they did not I like clone wars where they literally did that all the time yeah okay. they did that they did that i think two or three times in clone wars i know once in rebels as well but my thing, she's got incredible force powers. She, I don't know. I, I think she can do that. Did she have some, like, gravity boots so she could connect to the ship or something? She got the force. Because there were, it seemed like she could move however she wanted to, which seemed kind of weird. I, I think she just she used, used the force. The force. To, she used the force to attach herself to the ship. Hmm. It's like we've seen we've seen Jedi run up straight walls and stuff using the Force. Same same kind of principle there. Force attached. I would, I would assume. Okay. Force sticking. Yeah. Funny that uh, they have a uh, an attachment through the Force, but they are not allowed to have an actual attachments. Oh. <laughs> I can be physically attracted to something, but not emotionally. So you're saying in the past they were banging, but. They weren't falling in love. Is that what you were saying earlier, Grant? Mm-hmm. That's exactly that. That's legitimately what they do in the High Republic. Rewind, rewind. Yeah, the High Republic books. They're like they're they're getting it on. Like the Jedi's with each other. So and I guess you could do it with other people, but I think the Jedi kind of know what's up. Like they know they can do whatever they want, but as long as they don't fall in love, so they just kind of keep it within the Jedi. They're like Jimmy Buffett. They're real chill. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> way to bring it home oh man way to bring it home <laughs> uh jimmy buffett loved nothing he was attached to nothing he just tooted and booted i think the episode could have been a little bit longer and i mean i think the plot did get f- furthered i just think it could have gotten further a little bit more yeah i don't I I, I, i'm happy with where the plot went with this just because it you know we learned that i don't think a giant it was space bad. ring yeah like like a giant jump ring, which are, that's immediately what I thought of when I saw it originally. I'm just like, okay. We'll get confirmation. So that, well, what it makes me think of is like, okay, they have that giant ring, but why? What does Thrawn, what has he built that's so big that they need that, that, that doesn't have a hyperdrive? Well, I still I thought, don't that's, They're trying to get to the other galaxy, and to do that, they have to, they have, to have how, like a number of those high-powered Seven. engines that they were building. Seven. Yeah, and I like how they referenced the previous episode, and they were behind in their scheduled, I guess, building of this right. thing because the, was it, uh, was it the ghost? Or no, it wasn't ghost, it was whatever they're calling the new uh, Phantom. Phantom 2. Electric, I think it's yeah, the Phantom, Phantom there. Yeah. yeah. All right, whatever. Well... But my thing is, they also are, you know, call it the hyperspace ring that's used in the prequel trilogy, and the hyperspace rings were used for those ships that don't have hyperdrives. Right. So why would they directly call it that if it's not meant to attach to something later? Oh, it's gonna it's gonna have to attach to something. I don't. 
Why? It's huge. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get like a smaller ship that can attach somewhere on it and it take. Because I, I, mean, I think it's that big just because it has to have all those engines. That's why right. it's that big. Right. I don't think so. I think it's that big because there's a ship that big that they want to, you know, uh, bring back with Ron or take to Thrawn. Well, they just have to go get him and then whatever, you know, that's their that's their gateway. I mean, there seemed to be a sizable bridge in the ring and weapons on the ring. To me, it seemed like it was almost its own thing itself. That is true. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know what they would have that big to put into it. Because they'd have to, if Thrawn had, but if Thrawn had built something that big, they would have to take it to Thrawn. So they couldn't, you know, if, if it was meant to be something that big, they, could, they would have to take something equally as big to Thrawn. For Thrawn to bring whatever his big thing is back. I was going to say, maybe Thrawn's got something <laughs> really big. He's got to fit in there. And oh, he's got it. He's got and blue. something really he's got, big. It's big and blue, baby. He's, he's going to be bringing it to your blue. galaxy. <laughs> but that's my point. I, I think Thrawn's been building something like uh, something huge, and he just doesn't have the hyperdrive strength to get it there, and that's why they built the hyperspace okay, ring. Okay, so here's, here's my so, thought. Here's my thought process. Grant, I think you're stretching. I think that you have no information to base that claim off of but i think you're also allowed to make that claim if you want to it's just really strange <laughs> and stretch well i it's not that much of a well i mean it may be a stretch but it's, it's a big stretch it, it's based on the terminology they used within the show I, but I, I, right. I agree but i think you're attaching too much to something that's very little i mean it would be like it would be like if somebody in one scene called some specific droid a trash can and it turns out that droid was actually never a trash can. It's just somebody made that joke because they're like a useless droid. And so now we attribute all those droids as trash cans. They're all the R2-D2s or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one little line that's like, I think you're just taking it way too far. And I, I think it's just too big of a ship. It doesn't have connectors. It doesn't have any way for a ship to connect. And a ship, you're, you're talking about like a ship that would have been designed originally to have connectors come thing. out of it. So like, I just, I think that they're just going to travel in, in the ring. I will, I will come to Grant's defense on this. Star Wars has never been huge on like how things work in Star Wars, especially the technology. So I, I could see him just being like, well, here's a big ship. If it's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, but I, you're right. I, Grant, you kind of brought up Thrawn and, and building something. I, what are Thrawn's resources in this new get? Like, is he like on a desert planet, like Dune somewhere, just bunkering down and using what he has on his ship? Is he like taking over something? And I don't know. I, I I'm really interested to see what Thrawn's been doing in this new galaxy. Cause I mean, he, he went with everything he had on his, on his, um, star destroyer, but who knows what kind of condition it's in. Who, I just, I, I'm, you know, obviously there's, there's no way we can speculate. We have no evidence on anything. I'm just really looking forward to seeing what's been happening with them in a whole new galaxy where they know no one. I mean, the technology could be different. Like, it's definitely different. I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they ended up in the Yuzon Vong territory. <laughs> maybe it'll come back with like a bio ship. It's certainly possible. And if it's bio ship, it could wrap itself around the ring and then the hyper hyperspace across. Okay, Grant. Now you're stretching. I agree with Andrew. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, but you you set it up. That was just I coming I did from set that up. nothing. I did set so that, up. that is nothing. Yes, that is coming from nothing. But the hyperspace ring is not nothing because it was directly mentioned in the show. That's why yeah, I think that way. Was. Otherwise, they would have said, that's a giant spaceship or a space ring or something like that. You know, they didn't have to tie it. I think something will connect to it. I just don't, I don't know if it'll be like a huge Star Destroyer. I don't know. I'm... I never said Star Destroyer. I just said a huge ship. Right. Right. A huge ship or maybe there's a way a little ship can get in there. I don't know. We'll find out. Diedrich. Coming to you now, buddy, bro. Any, any, uh, any negative things about this episode? Anything that didn't quite live up to what you wanted, or any gripes? Anything, anything going on there? Andrew started to touch on my gripe, but with the whole Ahsoka outside the ship, it's not that she's outside the ship doing her thing that bothered me. It was the fact that 
we get multiple shots where it's clear her body, even with the lightsabers ignited, is like maybe at most a tenth of the ship. And she's trying to deflect all of these blaster bolts that could hit the ship literally anywhere with like <laughs> not not nearly enough coverage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that seemed to me a little it seemed to me a little uh I don't know. That was it's a minor gripe, but it's yeah. I, I had to come up with something yeah. and there it is. I can just attribute that to that's one of them Star Wars things. Sometimes in, in a battle like that, things just have to look cool, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I want my Star Wars to look cool. Yes. Mm. And... Oh. Uh, well, you, you don't want your Star Wars to look cool, Andrew? You want mm. your Star Wars to look like garbage? Is that why you umming? Yeah, sometimes I do like huh? a little trash can walking around on two little feet. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew and the trash cans tonight. Trash can! Yeah. What are those things called? What are those little robots called? Don't they have names? Are you talking about gonk droids? Gonk the droids. Boxy ones? Yes, he they're is. Not tra- they're, they're not, they're they're trash, not trash cans. cans. I know, that's what I'm saying, but like... They're, they're like, they're batteries on feet. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're big batteries on feet. You know what would be really cool, man? This is such a sidetrack. I'd love having a pit droid, just like a couple of pit droids. That would be so cool, man. Just, hey, man, I need my tire changed, my brake changed. Ugh. Heck yeah. I don't have time for this. Yeah, pit droids would be cool. I want a pit droid or a BD droid. I like the, I like the little BD droid. Well, like a little T-Rex guy? Or the ball? No, the guy from Fallen Order. Yeah, the little, little T-Rex guy. Yeah, with the two legs, like the AT-AT. Uh, oh, okay. Or no, yeah, yeah. ATST. I get it. Yeah. ATST. Yeah, he does, he does kind of look like a little robot dinosaur with a big head. Yeah. Oh, Fla- sorry. Flash, flash topic real quick, guys. Diedrich, what kind of droid do you want? Oh man, like any any of the droids, any droid, <laughs> any droid at all. R two D two would be pretty honestly like the most versatile. Naked naked C three PO. Why my name? It'd still be cool though. That's episode one C three PO without us covering. Are we counting the Falcon as a droid because it has the droid brain from Lando's ex lover droid thing? Well, well, now that you bring that up, does Is- Grievous count? He did not have a droid no, brain. No, he's got a brain. He's he's got an organic brain. He's an organic. Know. Yeah, Grant, what kind of droid do you want? Uh, I just want Chopper. Chopper. That's all I oh, need. Yeah. Murder droid. Good luck holding back his tendencies to kill all in his way. <laughs> you said I wanted to hold it back. They they need to make a horror story like based around Chopper, a Star Wars. You know, we got the Ewok horror story we want to happen. We've mentioned that numerous times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Night on Endor, mm-hmm. and now now I think we need like a a uh, like a a ship that's like not powered. Like the ship's broken down. There's a bunch of Imperials on the ship, and then drop uh, Chopper is dropped off, and just wreaks <laughs> havoc on all of them. Like closing doors on them and stuff. Like with the little uh, jacks and stuff in the in the ship. And murdering them, just crazy stuff. That would be cool. My headcanon is that as much as the Jedi were afraid of Grievous, the Imperials were afraid of Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> His name shall be in a thousand ballads of death. I have, I have a gripe. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. This is, is I, this is kind of a weird one. Um, gripe me. Who created a ring ship that has no way to shoot on the inside of the ring? Like, its whole blind spot is the whole inside of the ring. Whose bright idea was that? I guess if you had guns in the ring, it could possibly shoot itself. Or any maybe? sort of a vision. Because she's like, I can't see, we can't see it. Do we have eyes? I got eyes are right on either side of my nose. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it was just it was a little silly. That they couldn't shoot yeah. something inside of You know room. what? Now that you bring that up, I'm starting to go a little bit more toward Grant's camp. <laughs> I don't know if it has to be something as big as a starship, but it might be that that just maybe that that whole thing becomes like one big engine or something. I don't know. Like a Stargate. If Grant's right, if Grant's right, maybe Thrawn has something like a space needle, right? And so what he does is he gets inside that thing and it launches him into other spaceships and he slices them right through the middle and they blow up. 
My my guess is that it's a it's a mini Death Star. You know, the Death Star didn't have a hyperdrive. Just attach this ring to it, bam, you're ready to go. The Death Star definitely had a hyperdrive. Yeah. It's it totally didn't. It hundred percent did. Yeah, it did. Wait, it did. It did because it was the only thing. Because remember, all the little Tie Fighters would fly around and stuff, and then it would dock on to the yeah because they got to fuel up. They would dock on the Death Star, and they would. How else do you think it got to, to to Yavin? Yeah, you know what? I said it, and then I realized that I was completely off with that. But yeah, <laughs> you you didn't see the space ring in a New Hope. <laughs> Hold on a second. A ball fits right inside of a space hoop. <laughs> okay, it ain't that, so, that okay, but that hoop was not that big. Okay, it was not that big. It was a big hoop, but it wasn't that big. It's like a mini Death Star, then a little Death Star. It's Death Star light. <laughs> it's Death Star Air. The Death Star Mini. <laughs> Diet Death Star. Major pain star. <laughs> On the brink of Death Star. On the brink. <laughs> well, since it's smaller than a star, I guess it'd be Death Moon. NDE Star. <laughs> World Star. All right, guys. Well, I think it's time to rate this episode. We will go in the usual order. Grants. What do you rate Ahsoka Episode 3, Time to Fly? Um, I mean, there wasn't that much bad about it, so uh, I'll definitely go with... I'll stick with the 8 out of 10 from last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any any real complaints about it. Alright, cool. Andrew, your rating for Ahsoka Episode 3, Time to Fly. Tis but a scratch star. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay, so for real though, I just want to throw that in. But my real rating, I know I spoke highly of it. I don't have a lot of complaints. Uh, I think they're really, like you said, there should have been another 10 minutes. There could have been more, maybe some flashbacks, some filler story. Not filler story, but actual story. I don't know. I'm going to give it a 7. Very fair. Dietrich, your rating for Ahsoka Episode 3 time to fly I'm gonna go with a six mm. Ooh. I, at no moment was I wowed mm. yeah. I was wowed in the first two Ahsoka premieres so look I got bonus question what, were, what was your rating for the first and second ep- we did them together so together it was really like one big episode to me what uh, What did you rate those Just just out of curiosity Oh man, I didn't think about that. Like now you're now you're pushing I'm me. Sorry. For, I'm for sorry. Answers I had anticipated having to give. I mean, I thought the second episode was a lot better than the first. Uh-huh. I, okay. I don't I don't see them as being rated the same. I guess they can take an average of, of what I would think. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like average. I, I think regardless of which one you're talking about, I'd probably give them at least a seven, so higher than this one. Okay. Okay. Probably, I think the second one would probably be closer to an eight, maybe like a seven point five, something like that. First one, like a six. Yeah. Okay. Because I was at six and a half. I was at six point five. I could go there for the first one yeah. for sure, and maybe a yeah, seven point five for the second one. Yeah, I, I got I, I I averaged out at a six point five for those. But anyways, no, awesome, cool stuff. We had everybody else's ratings, so next time I'll have to ask Wesley what his rating for this one. You know. Assuming he ever comes back from his uh, fiesta. Or siesta. Whatever you want to call it. So my rating for Ahsoka Episode 3, Time to Fly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring in with uh, Diedrich. I'm going to give it a 7. Um, I do think it could have been a little longer. The uh, the space battle was cool. I, I, didn't, I didn't dislike the space battle, but I'm like Diedrich. I was never really... I gave it a six, by the way. You get the episode of six? Yeah. Yes, you did get the episode of six. I felt uh, like it was underneath the first two for sure. Not bad, but definitely not as good. I agree. See, I kind of... I think it... I do think it was slightly better in in some aspects. It's, uh, it's, I think it just averaged out for me. But, um, sorry, I did, I did... I thought it was better than Diedrich thought. I like the space battle. Like I like Diedrich said, though, I'm I'm not wowed by it. Nothing like really 
kind of said, whoa, that was awesome. Um, her being out on the spaceship and doing the lights. We've seen it in Rebels and stuff. Yes, this is the first time we've seen it in live action. But I don't know. It just didn't... It didn't just hit me, you know? For the reasons listed. 7 out of 10. So let's turn it over to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Force aptitude. The word of the week is. <laughs> Alright, force aptitude. As in Sabine has zero, right? Mm, no. Very little she has. Develop it she must. Great Jedi which she will become. Yeah, you really think that, Master. Well, why didn't you, um... Why didn't you ever, like, recruit any Jedi like her before? Blind we were. More Jedi like Sabine we Man, Master Yoda, me and you are just having, like, different thoughts on every episode. And I'm... I thought me and you were, you know, I thought we were kind of connected. And we just... Don't go your own way, you must. To the dark side you go. Alright, man, that's a, that's a little too much. That's... It's actually pretty mean, and I'm going to end the episode right now because of it. That was another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast... Thank you, everyone, for listening. We wouldn't be doing the show if no one listened or interacted with us on the socials and had great discussions. We really appreciate everyone out there who is a fan of Dork Wars, the podcast. So don't forget to check out DorkWarsPodcast.com where you can find everything Dork Wars. Thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars The Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Buy our stuff. Buy our stuff. Production.